You are listening to CMH EPC's Cocktail Mocktail Hour podcast. We host a Cocktail Mocktail Hour once a month where we discuss various topics over cocktails. And for those who don't drink alcohol, mocktails. We are inclusive over here. Sip your favorite cocktail with us or try our featured cocktail as we dialogue. This is an environment to hear new and different perspectives. Everyone's thoughts, feelings, and opinions are valid to them. And in this space, we respect that. I would like to take a moment of appreciation for our guests today who have attended our monthly Cocktail Mocktail Hour and are now here to share their thoughts and opinions with us. We have a number of topics to discuss. You never know what new perspectives you may hear. Today, we have returning guests to the podcast. Welcome back, guys. We got Nicole. Nicole is a passionate educational leader for one of the largest school districts in the nation and a firstborn American of Panamanian and Nigerian descent. Nicole has been an advocate for children and youth for over 20 years and believes everyone deserves the opportunity to grow and be loved. When she is not working, which is a lot, you'll typically find her booking a flight anywhere, hanging with family, dancing to Afrobeat somewhere, and enjoying being a newlywed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We also have Twin, who Twin. is a manager of operations for one of the largest Fortune 500 transportation and logistics companies. That is a mouthful. She is the only black female manager of operations for her company in both the central and southern regions. Twin was born near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She's a diehard Steelers fan and has now lived in Houston for 24 years. She graduated from the University of Houston with her bachelor's degree and later received her MBA in project management. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us again. Yay, I'm so excited. It's always good seeing you, Nico. Yes, indeed. Welcome boom, boom, back. Boom. Welcome back. Boom, boom, boom. This is going to be interesting. So for our featured cocktail today, uh, this month I am taking it back. Back mm. to Scott Gertner's Sky Bar, the one off of Montrose. Oh do we remember that? I do. The elevator. <laughs> the elevator. <laughs> the elevator. Wow. So I used to be there every Friday, okay? Um, we had a favorite bartender there who created a cocktail for us, and I was randomly craving it last week. And so there isn't a name for it, but I feel like we should just call it, like, Sky Bar because it's blue and it reminds me of the sky. So there's also that. <laughs> so it is Absolute Citron, Hypnotic, and a Triple Sec. So take a sip. Let me know what you think. Yes, she did say hypnotic. We're back. We're back. We're back. Okay. We're back. <laughs> so I'm sipping and thinking about the live music, the view from the top floor, the long elevator ride, and the memories my bestie and I made there back in the day. I wish we had something like that again. Like I That's miss facts. those live music days. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure they're still around the city, but it's not the same. Not like, the same. Vibe. Everything is yeah. a little bit, a little bit different. A little bit different. The signs of the times. The sign of the times. <laughs> but the fact that we all remember Sky Bar, it makes me feel old. No, no, no. Unless someone says, well, what we, is that? Then right. I go. Oh. We old together. Yeah, yeah. Collectively <laughs> old. What do you old. mean? What is that? It's a whole residential high rise. And then trying to explain like, to them, they're like, not what? there anymore. Yeah. It's like trying to tell somebody what T Town is. It's just oh, let it go. Lord. It's, yeah. So let me just say that. My first time going to T-Town was the last time. Cause I think they closed like the next Shut weekend. Shut up. Now so, I feel like, old. I had heard about it. Like, like I kept hearing about it. Finally mm-hmm. with my sister and her friends. And then like it was my first and, my first and only time. And I was like, what the heck? I just want to put it out there that we need a T-Town reunion. Ooh. Because there's just so many memories oh that I cannot contain. T-Town, Metropolis. <sighs> Metropolis Shit. is still there, though. Metropolis, what, is it? Incog? It's still there. Uh, Coco Loco. Remember Loco. that? Oh, my God. Yeah. I used to get my life on a Coco Loco yeah. dance floor. Okay? Back when it used to be called Rehab, and then it was Pink Monkey, and then whatever oh it's called now. Wait, Pink Monkey Downtown? Yeah, it used to be called Rehab. Oh, my God. Y'all taking me back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
the good old days. Where do we go now? Where do I go now? I don't know. I just follow my DJs around to work. <laughs> to work. <laughs> Wait, is there no balance of like work and fun? Is your Bills fun sleeping? And chores. I be sleeping. Oh, Listen. sleeping is fun though. It don't is. get it twisted. Especially you have a good bed. <sighs> Invest in that mattress. Yeah, man. That- <laughs> Lesson number naps. 19. If you can catch a midday nap, <sighs> you are like, don't play with Listen, it. Golden. A midday nap on the couch? Those are like the, it's like the best sleep ever. <sighs> I feel like it is. Even though it's like 30 minutes, it feels like it's hours of Listen, refresh. No, mine are hours. Oh, you're no. just, so you're just sleep. <laughs> she just sleeps. Yeah. Yeah. And then I sent that text saying, my bad, y'all. Yeah, she was like, I'm going to take a nap. She ain't coming. <laughs> She's not coming. <laughs> what had happened was. Right. This is where we are now. And that's fine. Like, I, I am fine with rolling with the times did i rhyme i did come on okay. dropping bars. <laughs> we're back we're dropping bars <laughs> oh my god for the holiday weekend hey yes come on national day y'all all right would you rather be in like or in love oh in love definitely in love and like is exhausting because it's not huh? real Liking somebody is not real? That's just like a well, superficial can, representative. It is. Because when you're in like, you have so many gray areas because you don't have to commit necessarily. Yes, that part. Um, if you're both in like, this is like leaves that, that window of opportunity for someone else to be in like with her as well. So to be in love doesn't mean it's going to eliminate the possibility of commitment, but it just feels stronger and it feels more of a commitment and in an attachment I guess and with like you're picking and choosing what you like and holding on to that with love I feel like it's a holistic thing like no one is perfect Mm -hmm. right but with like you're like oh I like that you do this for me I like this one thing no love I'm taking it all in so to me I'd rather be taken all in than picked apart Mm. because no I'm definitely not perfect I like that None of us are. I mean, as somebody who's never been in love romantically with somebody, mm. um, you know, you have to like them before you love them. Oh, but, true. but also, true. but also, um, yes, I've only ever been in like, never in love. Have I have you loved, ever pushed but not through been in love? Um, while you're in like, have you ever pushed through a space where it's like, I don't like this about you, but I'm okay with taking you on like Mm -hmm. because yeah they're not gonna be perfect Mm -hmm. but they may have like two things that irk the crap out of you right Mm -hmm. just curious Mm -hmm. so then you may have it may have been at the beginning like opening the front door to love and something happened i mean i loved my ex but i wasn't in love with her shit that can happen all throughout all right okay yeah what does it take to make you block someone have you ever blocked someone have you ever had to block someone Yes, I have blocked people, but I typically only block exes. Um, only because you had that opportunity to have a full, you know, window to everything that's going on with me. And now I just don't, I don't want the temptation for you to feel like you have any kind of opinions that you want to just slip in there. Mm-hmm. Or can we just be protecting my peace? Like, I don't want you on my timeline. So therefore, I'm going to block you. I'm going to, you know, unfriend you. All this. I just don't, your name. this is cleanse. This yeah. is still a full cleanse. I get that. Yeah. I think I've only blocked maybe a handful of people. One specifically, Hmm. because this person all of a sudden moved from one state and Mm. popped up in Mm. Houston and was like, 
I'm in Houston, bitch. And I was like, oh, let me go hit this good old block. What is wow. it? Where do I even find it? Like, she was the first person I blocked because it was just so wow. random. Mm. And I For was like, you, it was. It was strategic as hell. It was strategic. Her. But for me, you just won't speak of that young lady anymore. We won't. But we let, won't. Me t- let me tell you, she still pops up on my Tinder. And I'll be like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> why is she? Why don't Tinder you block trail? her? You should block her, too. How about that? I mean, it's Tinder. I know how to do so that. So I have a follow-up question, then. Uh-huh. Um, if you had, like, a crazy ex, um, would you ask your friends to block them, too? Because sometimes you'll be hanging out with friends, minding your own business, and they're already blocked on your page. But they may have a window to your life through your friend's page. So would you ask your friends to say, hey, I need everyone to cut all ties or would you kind of just let it be? Absolutely. Like, listen, if it's about your piece, absolutely. Like, if it's a situation where, like, they need to be blocked, like, for real. Like, yeah, absolutely. I would do that for my friend. But also, I don't follow my friends, like, people unless they've been together for, like, a year or two where, like, I have a relationship with them myself. Otherwise, I don't follow them. Well, I'm not friend. Things. I'm definitely that friend. If you're blocking them, we ain't. I don't rock with you anymore. I don't, because nine times out of ten, if it's my friend and they're breaking up with their ex and they block them, mm-hmm. I only met them through my friend. Mm-hmm. So what, what relationship is worth more to me, my friend's relationship or still holding on to a relationship that I may have just started to grow? I agree with you both on that one. I just know I've experienced where. Um, I prefer for someone to be blocked on everyone's page, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, and I have to respect folks who choose not to do that, and that's fine. Um, but then it also comes into a weird space where something um, great will happen in my life, and then they'll find out through that person's page and do something malicious just mm-hmm. on purpose. And mm-hmm. that was like, and see, that's the reason why you should unfriend them. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's unfortunate, I feel like sometimes we have to wait until people show their true colors to them before they believe you saying, hey, just, you know, yeah, it's not worth it. Let it yeah. go. Mm-hmm. If, if my yeah. friends are like, block that bitch, I'll be like, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have never been one, I never had to block anybody up until I met somebody on fucking Tinder and she was like legit crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh no, block. Damn. So... Yeah, but normally I don't have, there's no reason to block anybody for me. Or in those times that people are unbalanced AF. And they're showing it. Like, it's one thing to be, like, unbalanced and, like, try to hold your shit together in public. But, like, in real life, they don't care. like, they don't care. They just be like, here, I'm here. But what you out here dating crazy people as hell. and you crazy. As <laughs> hell. Listen. <laughs> and that's why I'm happily single because people are crazy. Yeah. Do you have daddy issues? Daddy issues? I don't even really know what that means. I would say, tell, yeah, (laughs) what does that fully mean? But my dad wasn't part of my life, so I'm going to say no. (laughs) But that may have still caused things in your life. No. To resonate, certainly, Mm -hmm. in certain ways? Nope. Well, I will say this. Not for me. I think that you believe that it it has not. So, because, you know, my dad passed away. So, and one thing I did say to my sister prior to that happening was if my dad were to pass it would feel as though it was like I'd be sad because he's my dad Mm -hmm. but it would just be like almost like a friend situation because we didn't have that relationship Mm -hmm. Um, but what I do regret was I took on his stubbornness Mm. and wasn't able to build that relationship 
in spite of because I felt that he needed to reach out to me mm. and he felt that he or that I needed to reach out to him. So that inherited trait that I did take from him kind of hindered our relationship and now I don't have it. So I don't believe I have daddy issues necessarily, but when I have been to therapy, I have realized that there were instances or situations that I broke down all relating towards that relationship. Mm. So you may not think it, but you know, it's like those connections. It's like it, it intertwines those almost like a maze, right? And, mm-hmm. it, and it always leads back to one thing, and it may be that. So you might need to kind of dive into it. Mm-hmm. And it hurts. It was painful. Like, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a painful time. Yeah. But, I mean, in order for you to release certain things, you have to have a professional. And you can't work out on yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm an advocate now. I yeah. mean... When we were growing up, I don't know, I mean, I'm probably the oldest one here, but when I was growing up, that was like a taboo. You don't go see a, mm-hmm. a shrink because right. that means you're crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But if our parents, think if our parents would have had that same, the same chances that we have to go seek therapy, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. We're like two generations in when, you know, their parents actually raised them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that was like, that's the first time. Like, everything else was just like, Okay, they were there, but Mm -hmm. they might be in the field. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't give that time. So it's like, what if our parents had that therapy? Yeah. You know? So I'm an advocate for therapy. I encourage it. Um, But, yeah, there are a lot of traumas that you don't believe that you have Mm. until you actually dig deep and try to seek it. I mean, for me, because my dad came back into my life when I was like 13, but that was only because his sister, my aunt, wanted to meet us. Like, it wasn't him. It was my aunt. And so at that point, I had already like, I was like, oh, that's my dad. Like, I mean, you know, I know what my mom, who my mom is and like how she is as my parent. Right. And so I'm kind of like expecting that same thing from this guy Mm -hmm. you know and that's not what I got from him and then just like over the course of my interactions with him I was like this is weird and like you're not showing me the like parental like things like like how my mom is like my mom she takes care of she takes care of us she supports us like all these things like I didn't get that from this guy right and then when I tried to be like oh well he's my dad and he should and then he didn't and I'm like okay that's weird but then like after we were like 18 19 years old he's like I'm so proud of you and I'm like what for you had nothing to do with this like mm-hmm. this is all my mom mm-hmm. you should tell her that you're proud of her you know and so for me it's just like you're just a guy you're like you're part mm-hmm. of the reason that I'm here but you're just another guy on earth yeah. for me um so yeah that's why I'm like I don't think I have daddy issues because I think everybody has daddy issues per se. I think it just resonates different. Mm-hmm. Um, like my dad left and went back to Nigeria when I was two something. Um, but I probably would have been bitter growing up if my mom hadn't kept this kind of cloud of positivity around his name and his existence. Mm-hmm. Um, she also would share stories or kept me like, would do things to make sure that I stay rooted in knowing that yes, you are Nigerian, yes, you are Panamanian. So I, it wasn't necessarily like a, um, I wasn't able to ignore it, mm-hmm. nor did I have any ill feelings at the time. I did grow up wondering, okay, my friends have all these stories that we would go to like father daughter dances, and so those kind of things were different for me because my uncles would take me places, right? 
But I would say maybe in the high school, college days where the expectation is your parents come to your graduation, your parents are supposed to do these things. And uh-huh. so um, not fully getting the fact that, you know, flights are expensive, uh, visas and all that, you know, red tape is, is, a, is, a, is a bitch. So uh-huh. the expectation was you should be here. And so I did get bitter as I got older, like, you're the adult, you should have come to me kind of thing, and I shouldn't have to do this. But uh-huh. I finally got to a space where I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to cash it on my little points. And I went to Nigeria, and I definitely don't regret it. Um, it took me up and down to kind of, like, get the chip off my shoulder, like, you should have did this shit, you know. <laughs> um, but then also going there, I also realized a lot of the red tape that they go through. Like, you basically have to, like, bribe people just to – you know get things around there and like that was ridiculous for me to actually see he's like no i need you to speak because you know they treat americans different than they treat us and i was like wait what so it was a culture shock to see like a piece of what he had to go through nowadays even probably even worse back then so Uh that was um eye-opening but um the daddy issues part about maybe having long distance relationships and or um you know my mom's independence and how she really held it down. It wasn't easy, but she mm-hmm. held it down on her own. And I think the daddy issues kind of, for me, come into place where it's like, I can sometimes be too independent to mm-hmm. where it's like, allow people to feel wanted, allow people to feel like they have a place in your life where, yeah, it's good to be like, I could do it myself. Mm-hmm. And not necessarily feeding people's egos of like, I don't need you, I want you. Mm-hmm. But what does that look like? Uh-huh. So I think finding that in a in a place where I grew up with a woman who held it down in every aspect, yeah. it's it's important to also be able to lean on someone to be to be vulnerable. You uh-huh. know, so it's that balance. So daddy issues, yes, but I don't necessarily look at it as a bad thing all the time. It's just people got issues. Everybody got issues. Got issues. You know, that's interesting. Though, like you know, having the mom who like did everything is so crazy to me because then it did. Like, I feel like I'm hyper-independent, like, mm-hmm. because of that, right? So it's, like, I don't want to have to, like, ask for help, don't want to have to rely mm-hmm. on anybody for anything. Um, but at the same time, I'm, like, especially for, like, my family and my friends, I'd be, like, if you need help, I got you, right? Yeah. But we don't know how to ask for help, which is unfortunate. But also, like, you know, for those people, I'm, like, but I don't mind, and I want to help you because right. you're my friend or you're my sister or you're my mom, you know? But it's, like, maybe that's, like, the... Do you feel obligated to help? No, I want to. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody needs help and I'm able to help them, like, I want to be able to help them. But also, I know that, like, especially, like, my one of my sisters, like, she doesn't know how to ask for help. And I'm like, sister, like, you do everything for everybody. Right? Hot and kettle. We literally tried to help her at every stage. Who? Today. Today. What? Oh. Yeah. I'm but, today. But yes. I have a system. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a system to the things. And, you know, like, it's like, I got it. I appreciate it. But I got it. But no, I mean, like, help in regards to, like, life shit. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Can you? Can you? <laughs> Let me go oh, ahead and talk, y'all. I was going to get that one. Never mind. I was going to take that one. Never mind. But thank you. But, yes, it is hard to ask for, um, for one, but I also think that, um, I still think that it's rooted. So I don't think that people don't accept help because they just don't want it. I, or they're just like, um, no, no, not necessarily that. What I'm saying is some people don't necessarily know, um, how to leave it open to truly give what they need. So it's like, how can I help? Not, Hey, can I help you grab that? Really? I don't want you breaking it. So I'm going to say no, but I do want help with this, you know, or Hey, you know, where can I be of assistance or whatever the case may be? Just might be just, just stand there and stay out my way. 
Um, but I also think it's rooted in disappointment. So I'm used to mm. folks saying, you know, I can help, I'll be there, I'll do whatever. And then they don't come through or they come through in a way where it's like you're doing more harm than you are good. Like, yeah. just step aside. Just go away. So <laughs> I think it comes from a space of um, sometimes trauma of folks not getting it right. So it's mm-hmm. going to take work and trust to get people to say, hey, I would prefer you ask me, do I need this? And then I can kind of guide you to what I truly need and not you just throwing yourself in there saying I got this mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. don't do that mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do that well I mean that kind of goes when you mentioned about the disappointment right mm-hmm. I had to learn that a long time ago <laughs> because when you put that same expectations on a person they're always going to disappoint you mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so that kind of goes back to the daddy issues right I put that expectation that my dad was supposed to reach out to me so he always disappointed me when he wouldn't show up Mm -hmm. when you know i didn't get that phone call when i see you you know my what i think it was my either my freshman or sophomore year randomly because you were flying through houston Mm -hmm. and then the next conversation we had you were asking for money oh hell so it was like those expectations that i had of you Mm -hmm. diminished when the choices showed otherwise yeah like to me as growing up like i didn't really i didn't really think anything of it because i had my grandfather my papa was like my all Mm -hmm. so i never really felt that i didn't have a male figure in my life or a father figure in my life until i was like older and my friends were like oh where's your dad i was like oh well I don't know. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm glad I, I, I believe he's still alive. I would have known if he wasn't. Like, I didn't know. I didn't even know where he lived. And to me, that that brought on the resentment in my 20s because I was like, well, nigga, you didn't even care yeah. if we had food on the table. Like, you didn't yeah. even care if there was a roof over our head. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- so I hold on. I held on to that from my 20s onward because I never felt that way until college like my friends were talking to me about it I never even felt I never even thought about it because my mom never mm-hmm, mm-hmm. never ever ever said one bad thing about my father yeah ever so God bless that moms that, that can protect yeah because you know it's easy to kind of get in a funk of like let bills be due and I'm having to work extra shifts you can easily just trash talk you know the mm-hmm. dad that's not there and he can't defend himself or whatever the case is but Hats off to the women that, that still protected these individuals, despite how they may have felt moment to moment. Because that is not easy. At all. And then you have these children that say, like, maybe that's, like, where my daddy issues part comes in. Because, like, especially, like, as an adult, like, as an adult now, I just can't imagine, like, creating a life and then, like, just disappearing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so it's just, like, you have this responsibility, like, this is a result of your action. And the fact that you're just like, okay, bye like what yeah it's a whole human and then when you start to get older then it's all of a sudden it's like whoa my daughter isn't it's like get the fuck out my face like stop it yeah. <laughs> like don't stop blame it. me now right yeah, yeah. like it's it's a mess like that's as an adult is what i don't understand about people who abandon their children like it's not just men that do it women do it also um i just understand how you just abandon a life that you created from like this is the result of your actions like it's so weird to me um, so the next question is, do you have mother issues? And we don't hear about that one often. Y'all. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I just kind of spoke on that a little bit. No, um, mother issues in a space of like, I remember when, um, my senior year of high school, my mom was, um, was dating, uh, her husband now. 
And I was like, who is this vulnerable, you know, mm-hmm. giddy little person? Like, I'm used to, like, laying down the law, get with it, come on. Like, my mom was like a, she she handled the business, right? Mm-hmm. And so to see her in a passive state, I was triggered. <laughs> I was like, stop that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, and then sometimes the expectation of how my mom did things. Again, I had 18 years of, of this is how it should be done, right? Mm-hmm. And then to have someone else come and do it differently, not wrong or right, mm-hmm. but to do it differently. I'm looking at her like, so this is what we doing? <laughs> you know, so even in the absence of a dad, mommy issues to me naturally are part of the thing. It's just parenting, whether you're present or not, it's affecting your kid, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, mommy issues, hands down. I'm like, I'm not gonna be here. And then I'm so her, mm. so her, ridiculous. But do we not all say that? Yes. We're not going to be our parents and then you end up being a parent? Hey, parent. Mine's like, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, I say that, but I love, like, I I am a mother's girl, like, mm-hmm. through and through. The only issue that my mother and I have, or my, I, I still call my mom mommy. Like, yeah. Whatever. I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is because she has not let go of the fact that I'm an adult. Mm. And where we should be more mother friend kind of a thing is still mother. Mm. And you know, you sh- and I told her like we recently had a conversation probably like maybe a month ago mm-hmm. because the issue was I didn't go to her church because <laughs> <laughs> the pastor was talking about homosexuality and I didn't want to. It was like a whole drawn out situation, right? But the real root of the problem is, is that I can't have a real conversation with you without it leading back to the Bible. Yeah. Um. And you believe in that what I, my lifestyle is a choice, which is not. Um, but my lifestyle has to, is really depicting my life. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to tell her is that you should be prideful that you raised three girls who all have their degrees two with mbas like you really did what you were supposed to do Uh and the fact that you're still holding on to a piece of me that isn't all of me has caused the issues that we have between us yeah so i will always love my mom to death there's not she doesn't love me any less she just does not love the lifestyle that she believes i chose Mm. That's what took me so long to come out the closet to my mom. Because I was like, my sister um, dated women for a long period of time. So my sis- my mom only took her way of living in, in, you know, being a bisexual. She took that as this is what it is and this is how they act. And so I lied for years because I was just like, no, you're not going to you know, try to shake it out of me or you're not going to put these assumptions on me. So therefore, I'll wait until I felt like I could prove you wrong. Like, let me show you after I graduated, after I got my own place, like I needed to show her that what your stigma or stereotype of as to what this looks like is different for mm-hmm. me. And I, I'm still me. And I, I chose to, to lie to year, for lie to her for years, um, waiting for a time where I could say, see, told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Told you so. She came around. She did. Like, do I have mom? I'm sure I do. I just, I don't know what they are. I don't know. I feel like my mom is pretty amazing. She's been supportive of, like, everything that we do. Um, I mean, I guess I could say one thing I, as an adult, as I, like the last two years, 
I was like, I would tell my mom, I was like, you spoiled us because my mom is an active listener. Mm-hmm. And so when I talk to people who's not, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Mm. So like, I'm a little spoiled because when I talk to her, like she's like, she's there and she's present and she's listening and mm-hmm. those things. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm like, you spoiled us and everybody doesn't do that. And I don't know how to handle the world. Just kidding. Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I have any like mommy issues per se, because for everything that we've done, like she's always supported us. She's always let us bump our heads and figure it out and she's been there like like she'll guide us mm-hmm. but she'll still allow us to like do res- like do whatever we want to do and then she'll be there to be like I told you so but she didn't listen but I hope you learned um so yeah there might be a um a topic for the next like therapy session because they're good at pulling things out mm-hmm. of you where it's like mm, I didn't think about that dang it you're good um but it's possibly worth kind of putting the big the big category out there so they can kind of help you dissect it. Yeah. Because to me, I, again, I like the fact that as we get older, we start, you know, analyzing our lives and our decision making and things like that more. Um, but sometimes it helps to kind of like just dig right in there and get a professional to help you mm-hmm. sort through some things you didn't even know were up in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I can't even think of anything, but I'm sure there is some. Naturally. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know what that is. <laughs> What was the last thing you were internally conflicted about? Internally conflicted. Internally conflicted. Um, uh, no, mine's always work. Like, I'm sure it's Courtney, all, yeah, yeah Courtney alluded to it, but I work related. a hell of a lot. Like, <laughs> dog. But what? Because I, I, I am passionate about doing, uh, making change, positive change for kids. But um, for anyone that knows education, the state of education, it's crazy. It's a madhouse out there. Um, and so for me, I never left the classroom. I'm in administration now. I never left the classroom because I couldn't cut it or didn't want to. I didn't leave bitter. Um, I left with a purpose saying I want to make sure that I create more of these spaces for kids and ensure that these educators that are coming into the, you know, the field are, are doing what they need to do and do right by kids. And um, now the caveat to that is when you come out the classroom, you got to deal with adults. Mm. And I'm like, "Mm." Mm. so that's been the hard part for me is like, um, do you still want to continue to work with these adults that have their own issues? They bring into the table, they bring their own baggage and nonsense that's not kid focused. Or do you want to just go back to your one little safe haven and go back to campus and um, I, I toggle. I toggle often because, again, I didn't leave bitter. So mm-hmm. I can always go back and be happy and all those things. But um, sometimes being, um, sometimes living in your purpose isn't always everyday happiness. Mm-hmm. But you will find happiness at the end of like a struggle or a triumph or whatever it is, you'll find that happiness. And you're like, man, this is why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's been my every season struggle of, mm-hmm. do I just go back to my classroom? <laughs> <laughs> And get my summers off again. <laughs> Listen, all the holidays, right? <laughs> that part. I mean, I, I definitely, I recently had that struggle because my account had closed and I had the option to take a role that was lesser than, mm-hmm. but would be more easy, mm-hmm. or take a role where I knew, I knew it was going to be a promotion, which is, I'm fine with promotions, but I'm going to be in a situation to where I'm the only yeah. again. Yeah. Um, not only am I the only female, I'm going to be the only African-American. And I still chose it because I know that 
I can still get through those situations. It's Trump country. Yeah. In Conroe. <laughs> like, I walked into the building and like there's like three or four cubicles that had Trump 2024. Trying to make America white again. So, and politics aside, it's just the atmosphere that it creates. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Whether you vote for Trump, you don't vote for Trump, you vote for Biden, Democrat, it's just the atmosphere that it creates. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. So, <laughs> I walked in on the first day and I felt like all eyes were on mm. me. And all I did was like, hey, hi, I'm Ty, hey, hey. Like, because I don't, I'm, I know I'm gonna stand out always, uh-huh. right? So my whole navigation process and what I feel I'm going to do at this account is obviously I'm gonna shine, they wouldn't put me there. Come on, kill right? it. But it's gonna be difficult because I've already felt the judgment walking in the door because uh-huh. I don't have the long hair I'm not wearing feminine just from walking in the door you just from walking in the yeah. door I'm not wearing yeah. feminine attire you know so there's already that that stigma on me but at the end of the day I had to pay my own bills yeah uh-huh. and I know that we're going to be a great customer together you're going to get past the way that I may dress and look at my intellect because yeah. that's why I'm here in the first uh-huh. place mm-hmm. so yeah Come through, shine on. Come on, shine. Hey. Come on, promotions and whatnot. Hey. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. Cheers to the promotion. Cheers, Cheers to, to the promotion. promotion. Yes. Yes. Thanks, thanks, thanks. I, I mean, I guess I'm still internally conflicted. Um, this is really just about, like, I don't know what to do next in regards to, like, business. Um, so that's my current conflict. But I feel like the answer is, you know, getting a business coach and or a mentor and figure out what to do next. That's where I'm at. Um, so yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys for giving your time today and sharing your thoughts and opinions on the various topics we discussed. To our listeners, grow your community and take a moment to like, subscribe, and or follow our guests on their respective platforms. If they want to tell you where to follow them, they can. If they don't, they can also do that too. So this is your time, yeah. friends. Only only kids are following me to the classroom for, for educational come purposes. On, come on. There's, there's no following here. Off None the grid. Of None of it. You can follow me at Twin 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 on Instagram. That's it. It's Come a lot of Friday ends in there. Figure it out. <laughs> if you can't find a, you're bad. You're bad. Your detective skills Do are better. not that great. Do better. <laughs> there are two of us, so get watch out. Wait, is she on Instagram? She's on Instagram. Oh. And if you would like to meet us in person for our Cocktail Mocktail Hour, we host every last Sunday of the month. You can find details on www.cmhepc.com slash register to find out details and to save your seat. And hopefully we'll see you then.